I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. I think I caught Justin a little bit off guard. <laughs> we good, we good. <laughs> we here, Dub Nation. We here with the victory, as we expected, a dominant victory. The Warriors did to the Lakers what the Celtics did to the Sixers after both teams on some level play with their food a little bit. I don't think the Warriors played with their food that much the first game, but I do think that they let one slip away. This should be 2-0 right now, and it's not. So they need to get that back on the road. But um, nice, dominant win. We see the Lakers look a little gazy in the light when they're not getting them free throws. So, yeah, Justin, I mean, it, it was a dominant, dominant win. Kerr pulled a trick out of his bag with Jermichael tonight in the starting lineup because our boy Loon, shout out to Warriors World for the dope tea. Hopefully everybody can see that. Boom. So I thought I was, you know, rocking it tonight. But um, yeah, Jermichael Green started because Loon was apparently sick is the story we're going with. And uh, so he did not start and Jermichael started in his place. and. That did open up things a little bit on the floor for them. And for the most part, Jermichael was solid in his minutes. He knocked down a few threes. um, Didn't do too many crazy fouls or anything like that. Um, Played within the role they asked him to do. And Anthony Davis struggled tonight. Some of it based on the Warriors, Dre's defense. But some of it was just he had no legs. He was tired, as we anticipated with only one night off and having played 44 minutes the other night. So um, LeBron came out hot, started hot, and Uchi, what's his name? Uchi, how do I pronounce it before I say it wrong? Hachimura. Hachi, so Uchi. <laughs> Uchi Wally, no, Hachimura. <laughs> <laughs> What was Shaq doing? What was, what, what I'm sure that clip will go viral. People say, she, she don't know basketball. She shouldn't have a job because she thinks his name is Uchi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Shaq thing when Shaq was calling him Rudy, Rudy Hachimura. <laughs> Bro, I don't be saying attention to shit. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, he's going to have a fake shooting night tonight. But, you know, none of it mattered. Steph had a masterful floor game. You know, I think it's important to point out that, like, when we say put the ball in Steph's hands, it doesn't always mean it's for him to score. It's for him to make the decisions on the court. And if you do that, good things are going to result from him. Killer, killer showed up tonight Mm -hmm. (laughs) and lit them up. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he had it going, um, just a really dominant win, you know, and then everyone else chipping in where they needed to. Not a great night for Jordan Poole. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. But nonetheless, they got it done. They got it done. And now the series shifts to L.A. The Warriors have to get at least one of those games. Um, mm-hmm. They have to get one of those games. Um, we know role players, their games don't typically travel. So, you know, not that we've really had any one particular role player playing that well. I mean, I guess if you say Jermichael Green stepped up tonight, but I wouldn't say in this series anyway, so far, it's been any role player that's like tremendously stepped up. Moody, Moody, he's been very good and he needs to get more minutes. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see what happens when the series shifts. But, you know, um, I really want them to get game three. I want them to get both games, but I really want them to get game three. Yeah, I think they, I think they should really go after game three. You know, they kind of, um, you know, not gave away game one, but they had an opportunity to win game one and they let it slip. And um, I think there's an opportunity to get that back by going still game three. Um, game four is kind of like, eh. you know, if you still game three, it's like, okay, we, d- we did our job, you know, obviously go out and try to win game four. But if you don't win that game, it's not the end of the world. And then I think you should really go for five and six. But yeah, I mean, in terms of the win, I think, Curd and the guys, they made all the adjustments they needed to make. And from this point on, I think they should lean into those adjustments until LA counter counters it. I don't think LA can really counter it beyond hoping they hit more threes to to even out that discrepancy or whatever the for them. Exactly. Which they're gonna get some more at home with the home cooking. And mm-hmm. some of their guys are gonna play better. Austin Reeves hasn't had a really good game yet so they'll have the crowd behind them at home yeah the thing with Reeves is I'm not really sure how good of a game he can have against them unless he just gets a bunch of free throws he's kind of like herder in the sense that like he's really relying on screens and navigating around screens and then he you know he's different from herder in the sense that he's more of a grifter and like he gets a lot of foul calls where herder is just a movement shooter from three so just the same way Herder didn't really have a great series. I just don't see it for Austin Reeves. Obviously, I mean, anything can happen. Like, a guy can get hot. But I like the way the Warriors defended the Lakers. Like I said before, putting Wiggins on LeBron and putting Draymond on AD and just trusting that they will stay out of foul trouble is the rep- is the recipe to stifle this Lakers offense because if those two guys aren't going crazy – they really don't have a ton of offense or a ton of guys that can really hurt you. Like I said, Reeves is one of those guys where I just can't see him really hurting you that bad. Um, you know, D'Lo has his moments, but I don't really see him like hurting you that bad. And obviously once they get home in crypto, you know, their shots will be a little bit more on than they are in Chase Arena, but uh, Chase Center. But yeah, I think from this point on, if they can stay out of foul trouble, the Lakers shouldn't really be putting up 117, 115, stuff like that anymore. They should be hovering around 100 points. They, I mean, their offense is mid. It's very, it's very mid. And tonight, I mean, granted, the same would, you know, the same applies for um, the Lakers starters, but 
you know, the only person who saw over 30 minutes tonight was Clay Thompson at 31, but everyone's under 30 minutes. You're starters. Yeah, the game was over by the third quarter. Right. So, I mean, bodes well, you know. I mean, look, the, like I said, the Lakers, LeBron and AD, they didn't play as many minutes either, but it's still now only one night of rest. And I just... I think the Warriors are better equipped to handle only having one night off than the Lakers are. And I agree. And they're used to playing an up-tempo game, or they're better suited to play an up-tempo game than the Lakers are. They're in better condition than the Lakers are because they've been playing this pace. And, you know, guys have been playing the whole season. And their body's just more conditioned to to play a lot of games in a short amount of time and still be fine um conditioning wise so i i said going into the series well we both said going into the series that short turnaround and limited rest in between games is going to favor the warriors i think that's going to shine through um you know going forward in this series for sure justin why is it that like you just said you know like the warriors are conditioned to play this way so why is it that when i say the lakers don't want to play that fast that NBA Twitter, not even NBA Twitter, that the Laker fans come for me and say I'm a moron and I don't know what I'm talking about. And I get it. They're fanatics and it's their team. But why are they under the impression because they are like top 10 in fast break that that means that they they can play with the Warriors? Why do they think that? Because that seems to be their confusion. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, their defense leads to a lot of fast breaks because, you know, Anthony Davis is so disruptive and Vanderbilt and those guys. Um, they also played against Memphis the series before and Memphis was another team who quote unquote plays fast, but it's really their defense triggering a lot of fast breaks for them. They naturally don't play, don't, they don't play very fast on offense. You know what I mean? In the half court, they're, it's a lot of pick and roll, slow pick and roll, stuff like that. Whereas you can see the Warriors, everybody's just moving, moving, moving. Even on the even on the May basket, they're pushing the ball down the court. You know, we saw against the Kings, even on Warriors May baskets, they're pushing the ball down the court. That's really playing fast. Exactly. Um, I don't think the Lake the Lakers are not that type of team. But if you say anything that isn't like, you know, super positive about the Lakers, all Lakers fans gonna just jump into your mentions and say this, call you all type of names, all this type of stuff. If you say anything negative about their team. So I'm not really, you know, surprised by that. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't want to play at that pace. It's clear. They don't want to play at that pace. Exactly. We still have a ways to go, but I got to tell you, if I end up being right about it being Warriors, Celtics, woohoo. Ooh, that's all I got to say about that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, this, I, I was happy. They 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 handled their business. And by the third quarter, I knew we were winning. And that's what I needed in my life. It's been a stressful week. So, um, yeah, that's what I needed. So thank you, Warriors. Let's do it again on the weekend. I know it's probably not going to be a blowout, but I mean, shit, if you can go in there and blow them out in there, that would make them like really... May not make Braun, but the other guys, they'll start to lose their confidence. It starts with Steph. I think they might tweak their coverages a little bit. They won't like hard, hard double them as much. Like he's still going to get a few, but I think he's going to be given some of the grace to 
go one-on-one a little bit more or, you know, have an opportunity to score himself. And it's got to be him putting up a vintage, you know, 34, 35-point game where he just hitting shot after shot. And then that might loosen up the Lakers defense a little bit. Um, Would be really nice. Would be really nice if we could get a pool game. Yeah, we'll see. The thing with Jordan, it starts on the defensive end. Like, because if you're not going to play defense, then literally your role is to just give Steph a break. That's what his role was today. Give Steph a break, and then you coming right back out the game because you can't stay on the court because you're you're killing our defense. And he has to realize that. I mean, some of these fouls are just so stupid. It's like Jordan. It's literally him bailing himself out from having to play defense, which doesn't make sense because you're just gifting them fouls. You're putting fouls on your team, putting them closer to the bonus, or when they're shooting, you're giving them free throws. So it just literally doesn't make any sense. And you keep doing it over and over again. It's like, you're not stopping. Right. Right. That's what's so frustrating. It's like, you would think he would like, at some point, just stop doing that. But Cause yeah, like I said, you were for the most part good in the first game. He was great in the first game. By all the shot controversy, all that bullshit, you were pretty good, you know? And, you know. Yeah, that was, his, that was his best game of the playoffs, game one. I had no issues. Even if he didn't score 21 points, even if he missed a few more shots and it ended up with 14 or something, his process was much better. He was trying on defense more than this game. I was still He still got a ways to go. But this game, 5,016 minutes is crazy. That's just complete lack of effort. Some of them may have been like BS calls and, you know, we can talk about the Lakers whistle later, but that's just complete laziness and just uninterested in playing defense legitimately and trying to just bail himself out so he can get the ball back on offense. That's that can't work. Yeah. Doesn't work. Man, Jordan, I'm pulling for you, man. Like I want them to stop talking about you, but you you know, you have one good game, you have one good quarter, and then you, you know, like, just not consistent. But all that shit they were talking about, Reeves, I really want him to, like, Reeves hasn't done anything in this series so far, but it's, like, I want Jordan to, like, mm-hmm. clearly, handedly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Reeves is kind of, like, in that like his role is like almost clay ish, not necessarily clay as far as being the number two option on offense, but as far as impact standpoint, he's probably like their fourth or third guy that they're relying on. Um, so his, his role is like above Jordan's role and he's still, you know, I still think Jordan is probably a better player than him, but he's just been completely dominated by clay Thompson so far in his series. <laughs> um, it's tough, and people don't realize, and this is another indication that the Lakers really don't want to play this type of pace. You don't realize how taxing it is to chase these dudes yeah. over screen, over screen, over screen, and then yeah. have to initiate and and score offense on the other side. He looks like he's just using all his energy for defense, and he has nothing left for offense. You know, <laughs> so Clay, on the other hand, is like he's ready to go. He's shooting. No matter what point in the game it is, he's running off these screens hard. He's playing with high energy on defense. He's still playing with good energy. It's really different. It's like a different level to this stuff. And that's why they've been so successful all these years 
And that's why guys like Austin Reeves got to go through these process a few times before they reach that level because it's it doesn't just happen. No. And we won't know, but that's part of the reasons. One of the reasons I always said, like, I was not worried about the Bucks because I said, you got Drew out there chasing them around. I said, there's no way he's going to be able to do that and then be reliable offensively. And the Bucks need him to be reliable offensively. Simple as that. People don't take these things, these things into account. Um, but they'll see over the course of this this playoff run. They'll see. Yeah. I mean, before we move on, Bud got fired today. I mean, I ain't going to go so hard on the man because I keep forgetting that he did recently lose his brother. So tough, tough news to get when that just happens. I forgot about that, but I do think it was it was time. Yeah, I agree. It was time a few years ago, and it just didn't happen because they won that year. But he was going to lose his job that year. Yep. Yep. So, unfortunate. Never want to see anybody lose their job. Definitely don't want to see anybody lose a family member. But it'd be interesting to see who they replace him with. I mean, maybe Nick Nurse. That would be pretty good for them. Um, But I do think that that team – in general, is going to have some shaking up done over the summer. So it'd be, I'm curious to see what it looks like next year as far as coaching and roster. Yeah, and I see a lot of people talking about, oh, could he come, you know, but come Golden State? And I got to tell you, I don't want him in Golden State because he thinks like fucking Kerr. Like, then there'll be like two of them. Nah, I'm good. I want someone who does not think like Kerr. Give me Vogel. Give me, give me. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. You need to have you know, different, different voices, different minds in there. Or a stylus, whatever, but all the let's rest and the cautiousness and stick to the game plan. Don't switch it up. Nah, B. He's like more OD than Kerr with that. I'm good. <laughs> I am good. I want to say he was on the Warrior staff already, though. Huh? I want to say he was already on the Warrior staff at one point. We don't need him back. <laughs> we did not need him back. Mm -mm. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Um, okay. So <laughs> I mean we've sort of already talked about Jordan, you know, but um 
I'm just so impressed with Moses Moody. You know, like, there's some things like everybody could be doing a little better. Wigs. I mean, Wigs hasn't been yet the Wigs we saw in the Celtic series, but he has just been solid throughout these playoffs. When you consider how the break he took and coming back, um, he's been solid. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's impressive. You know, I feel because he's not so splashy, he doesn't get like the praise and stuff like that, but he's been solid, you know? And then Kevin Looney again in his minutes his less minutes was hella effective i mean you saw the difference like jermichael green was fine but you saw the difference in like looney not being on the court and like i get it that excuse me sorry late on the east coast guys i get it that jermichael provided more spacing and he was making some shots but they didn't get a lot of second shot attempts when they were missing because loon wasn't out there and that was like very clear and very visible so his um, absence, the impact of it was really clear. But in his time when he did play, it's like, oh yeah, there's Arloon. I mean, he's just a beast, man. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. Eight rebounds in 12 minutes. Like production is crazy. Um, and this Lakers team outside of AD is not very big. So he'll be, he'll have a plenty of rebounding opportunities. Even with AD there, you know, he still battles AD for some rebounds, which slows down their fast breaks. Um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, shout out to Loon. But back to Moody. I mean, he needs more minutes. He needs more minutes. I think he played twenty six ish today, which is I think that's. And I mean, for him. it was a blowout at the end. With, yeah, but he played. I want to see him in more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would have started him over Jamichael. I think he does everything better than Jamichael. I mean, you would think mentally. You know, the size thing with Jermichael, like if he ends up switched on AD, he'll have a better chance theoretically to guard him. Um, but for the same reasons that, you know, you don't necessarily want to play Looney with Draymond is why I would put Moody in there. Um, you can't expect Jermichael to shoot like this all the time. But I do think Moody is a legitimate three-point shooter. And if they're going to leave him open, he will knock down those shots at the same clip that Jermichael was hitting at tonight. And then he's just active, smart. Making defensive plays, too. Make it, exactly. He he knows how to play. His main thing so far in his career has been, like, a lack of burst, quickness, strength, stuff like that. Like, because he's young and he's not super athletic in that way, but he does have his athletic advantages. Um, and he has a tremendous IQ. So it, it showed through today. Hopefully he can continue to get minutes and continue to play well because he does add, like, some of the things that Andre does with his back cutting, but he also, you know, adds shooting and just, you know, he's just a good player. So, and he's kind of cooking Braun. I'm not going to lie. He had two plays yeah. on Braun. Yeah. Like, Whoa, okay. Braun's kind of taking him right now. Getting DNP'd and not getting playtime over freaking two-way players to come and do this. I mean – I'm sorry, like, yeah, great, you put Jermichael Green in, but this has to be, like, no matter what happens, like, you got to call out Kerr for this bullshit. Like, it just, (laughs) you had this on the bench the whole year? Right, that's crazy. Been calling for Moody Minutes, and, you know, it's a little bit on Moses as well. Like, when he did play, he didn't play like this. He but didn't. you always know that the potential for stuff like this was there. And if he got more consistent minutes, just like Jonathan did, right. 
He got bet. Jonathan got better as the season went on, as his minutes remained consistent. And you can only uh, assume that the same thing would have happened for Moody and it would have paid more dividends. But it seemed like he was getting plenty of work in, you know, on his own <laughs> over the course of the season because Mr. Stay Ready has obviously stayed ready. And I think he's going to be one of those pieces that got to help them going forward. I think he fills in for some of what Otto was doing. He's just not that big and like, you know, as like, you know, good of a rebounder as Otto was, but he does a lot of the other stuff. Yeah. Um, I really think he wasn't doing this in the regular season because the leash was, I don't like leash, but because it was such a short, you know, rope. And so it's like, well, let me not make a mistake. And then also like that shit just gets in your head. You're human, you know, like you're not playing free. You're not playing loose. So we talked about it throughout the year on this podcast. So it just like really pisses me off because you basically stunted his development for a year for bullshit, for no disrespect, but for Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb, bullshit. It's exactly what it was. And in a way now you look at Kaminga and you're like, man, he probably could help a little bit too. Um, you know, I thought this series was more of a Kaminga series, but the way that the Lakers are playing defense kind of makes you lean a little bit more into the, the the shooters and the spaces of the team. So I can understand because even Gary didn't play. I was gonna say, is this why Gary Payton the second isn't getting minutes? I think so. I think so. They're not trying to play anybody that can't shoot unless it's Looney or Draymond. And obviously those guys are being limited to how much they're playing together as well. So as long as the Lake, the Warriors can hold up defensively, I don't think it hurts them as much to not play the Garys and the Kamingas of the, on the team. But um, we'll see when they go on the road, when those three point shooters just aren't as good, you know, just by, you know, the natural order of things. Maybe they'll lean into more of the defensive guys and the play finishers, the dunkers and stuff like that, Kaminga and, and Gary. But I think it made a little bit of, a little bit more sense today to to play the, the shooter guys. So we'll see. I got to tell you, Dante's been annoying me a little bit. <laughs> he's been annoying me. Yeah, he's been annoying me too. Like, I like Dante. We've been big Dante people, but like some of these fucking threes when he's taking them in the shot clock and, um, you know, like even that, like stepping back and like the turnover because he stepped back and like, why don't you fucking know where your feet are, bro? Like, <laughs> like the playoffs, you cannot be having these fucking stupid turnovers. I hate them. Yeah. And it's, it's, it sucks because he pretty much exclusively plays with Jordan. And Jordan makes a lot of the same issues, mistakes. But Jordan is obviously a much better offensive player. So you can live with some of the shots that he takes. But with Dante, it's like, bro. Like, he's taking them deep. deep. That's who y'all should be mad at for taking yeah. that shit deep. The fuck? Right. And it's like, early in not. the shot clock. And he's not that level of shooter. Never been. Like he had, I think he had his best shooting season this year, over forty percent or whatever. But bro, you are not. You are not that, my guy. You are really not no. that. So. And then there are times it drives me crazy because, like, and like, look, he hustles a lot. 
and he'll go grab something and give them sometimes a second possession. But sometimes it'll also be annoying me because he will drop, he will get right all the way to the fucking rim. Mm-hmm. And then dribble and then, right back out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, he can't make a lot. He can't make layups. I mean, he made one earlier in the game, but yeah, I don't trust him to finish in there. So just pass the ball. Don't even don't even dribble in there. Just pass the ball, bro. Get out the way. Man, shout out to White Dante, man. Hell of a regular season player. I just don't think that his archetype of player, given his size, is not it's not going to be super effective in the playoffs. Um, you know, it just is what it is. That's why the NBA is the NBA. Like guys that are shorter than six 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 seven have a hard time being effective in the playoffs unless you can really shoot it really athletic can really handle the ball really defend stuff like that he's just kind of good at everything but not great at anything any one thing um and he's not the most athletic guy out there and obviously he's not the smartest guy out there so it really it really hurts sometimes but gonna be very interesting to see what kind of contract he gets after this season because it looked like he was on the way to like big yeah. money and then like people are gonna see how he is in this postseason and yeah i think somebody will throw some a little bit of money at him yeah i, I want to say he'll get in the caruso gp2 range contract which is around like eight nine mil a year but those two guys are clearly playoff players like you can play caruso you know deep in the playoffs he's won a championship same thing with gary um, hopefully Dante is a part of a championship team this season, but you could just see his impact ain't like theirs is. Um, uh, but there's gonna be some team that, you know, throws a slight little three year twenty-two type of, you know, three year twenty-three type of deal at him. Yeah. Um, Draymond was great defensively tonight, but like his offensive game and all that shit he was throwing up. I was not Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was making his layups, which is, you know, all you can ask for. How many floaters did he throw up that just like nowhere <laughs> near anything? <laughs> yeah. The floater ain't really his thing. I mean, I guess what's, what's, I mean, no, but like, he was just like throwing it at the rim. I'm like, Tremont. Right. What like, is happening right now? <laughs> Like that had no chance of getting in. There was no touch to it. There was like nothing. Like, what are we doing? I can do that. (laughs) I can go out on the court and do that. Yeah. He had a little midi today, though. He had a midi little jumper. He did. And like when he just like dunked it or like did the little layup. But like when he was trying to like, you know, Mm -hmm. because if you're going to push it and then like throw up a floor. You got to make that shit. Like, he just did it a few times, and it was, like, getting on my nerves. So, but <laughs> his defense was stellar, and he was definitely containing AD. And, um, you know, limited the foul. So, I let it go. But I wasn't mm. feeling him <laughs> offensively. Wasn't feeling him offensively, Justin. Oh, yeah, the finishing is not his strong suit. But, I mean, he had nine assists. I think he was making really good decisions out of those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, once they double Steph and he was doing his thing as, as a passer. Uh, I mean, yeah, he won this matchup with AD this game. Last game, you could say AD won the matchup, even though he didn't really match up with him one-on-one as much as he should have in game one. But, yeah, I think this 
more or less decides the series. I think, you know, he doesn't have to be this good every game for them to win, but as long as he doesn't let AD like decisively outplay him, then the Warriors will have a much better chance of winning. Cause I do think Steph is just going to be the best player in the series as far as impact regardless. But if Drake can diminish Dre's I mean, AD's impact and, you know, add a little bit of offense himself and make sure he's not sitting out the game with foul trouble, then they should be able to kind of not breeze through, but it shouldn't be as close as people think this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, for for sure. And I mean, and just make your free throws, please. Like he's like, <laughs> yeah, his free throws been really bad lately, but nah, he was definitely like, you know, solid tonight you know and like i said you know just i mean clay was incredible we were we were due for a clay game it didn't actually come in the king series like we thought so we would do Mm -hmm. and hopefully he has you know maybe playing at home in la in front of his people but it'd be great if he could give us a couple more um he usually goes crazy in la huh he usually goes crazy in la like that's like he loves playing there, so he usually has really good games there. Need him and Poole, please show up, show up, my guy. Get out of your head. I'm gonna pray for Jordan Poole. <laughs> yeah, we gonna have to. No, look, I don't mean because there's. It's clearly a lot of it is mental at this point. I think he's in his head. You got Cameron and Mace think- fucking making podcasts about you, like, bro, like. I get it, they're doing it for jokes, but it's just like everybody wants to joke, joke, joke. But at some point, that shit affects you. Like, people are human. They are human. And even though he's not on Twitter, a lot of that shit's on Instagram. I know he hears it. Yeah, his friends are on Twitter. So I'm sure they send, I mean, he, he knows stuff. It's definitely mental. I mean, he's too talented for him to be playing a certain way and it not be. Um, I don't think he's physically hampered. So he's definitely in his head. Um, but I'm sure all these players that's, that's surrounding him have been there. You know, Clay has been very vocal about how much people have talked about him and how it's gotten to him. And, you know, Steph has been, his name has been thrown into the fire plenty of times as well. Definitely Draymond. Um, so these guys, these guys understand. He just got to make sure he leans into their leadership. And, you know, especially Steph and Clay as scorers and shooters themselves. Maybe he's probably not going to Draymond for that type of stuff, but um, he got to he got to talk to them and, you know, they got to help him get through this because they've been through it before. And ultimately, his time, his talent is going to shine through because he is too good for him to continue to play the way that he's been playing on both ends of the ball. So. I do feel like when it actually comes, it's going to come in like an avalanche, kind of like game one, like we thought he was breaking through. He had six threes and then he went right back to making some questionable decisions in this game. So hopefully he can break through that wall again and just stay on the other side of it. Even if he isn't amazing, just be consistently good. You know, don't be terrible. That's that's all you got to do. Maybe it'll be against his old foes, the Denver Nuggets. If we yeah, right. um, maybe that'll bring it out of him. But yeah, Poole, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to say a special prayer for you, my guy. Um. Well, yeah, series is even. One one. Good things. Good things. Next game is Saturday. It's Saturday. 
Yeah. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Mad team haven't played again, like for days, Justin. Craziness. Craziness. So we're gonna get some more games um tomorrow night. Finally, two games. I feel like for the last couple of days I've only been one game, so. Game three, Sixers Celtics. Game three, Nuggets Suns. So, mm. Chris Paul is out probably for games three through five. Um, not probably, he's definitely gonna be out, but just they're estimating games three through five. So, I assume there's gonna be more campaign in that series, but I don't know, Justin. I know everyone's thinking like the Suns are gonna be able to just come in and get a win, but they are looking. I mean, I need them to get a win to, you know, stretch out that series, but they look sus, yo. They do. They do. Um, interesting conversations will be had in, depending on how they <laughs> – if they go out and how they go out. Okay. You know, if they just get blasted and potentially swept, that would be terrible. Even if they lose in five, that would be terrible. KD, you got to go out there and get them – at least one, bro. No, nah, at least two. Oh my god! If he form, is swept again, oh. This Denver defense with Booker on your team with you, y'all <sighs> both can. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can't have two games where y'all both can ground for forty <laughs> against them. Come on, bro. Oh my god! Aiden, Aiden, talking about. I don't know what y'all wanted me to do. Oh, I was yes! people. I I was so like, bad. Justin, no, he did not. He's so bad. He's terrible. I hate that guy. If he was on the Warriors, oh, my gosh, I would be pulling my hair out. Dominating, and then that's what you don't know what you do? Like, bro. <laughs> Dang, man. That's, yeah, that's sad. So, they, they, hopefully they can get those two games in Phoenix. Then I think Denver would be done with them after that. They would probably win two in a row. But if Katie and if Katie don't come through, Chris Paul don't even got to come back from from rehab, bro. Just go straight <laughs> to Cancun because they gonna be series gonna be done by the time you're healthy, bro. Word, word. <laughs> um, Embiid won MVP and then came back, and it was not a great game for the Sixers. I don't know. I feel like they should have just like not played him and waited till right. You know the next game. So I don't know if that really means much, but it's like a day that you put wear and tear on your body when we know he's not fully recovered. So mm -hmm. why? Y'all, it was likely going to be a split no matter what. Exactly. So just the same way like the Heat rested Jimmy, you know what I'm saying? Unlike them, they almost won their game though, but like you were not going to get two games in, in, in the garden. Right. Just you should have rested up and, and got ready for game three. Because Vintage Harden had nothing the next day. <laughs> next day. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Um, but, yeah, these, these series, these series, man, they're interesting. 
And you got the Heat. I think, I mean, I think the Heat win that series. I think the Nuggets win. I think the Warriors win. I think the Celtics win. So I'm going to say all of those. Nah. I was I was going to say all of those in six, but that Denver series, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You said the Warriors could win three in a row, though, Justin. I did say they can win three in a row. Um, I don't know if they will, but I mean, I believe our first conversation, I did say they'll split the first four, mm-hmm. then You're win good. two in a row, so... Depending on if that win is game three or game four, I don't know. But yeah. I hope they go for the kill. I do too. Because if you get two games in LA, bro, you gotta come back and finish it at home at home. Oh yeah. You gotta come back. LeBron does not have that shit in him to even try to fight back. And Anthony Davis is not Kyrie Irving. <laughs> and those guys, and we don't got all them injured people. Them guys, they will be defeated. The Lakers don't, I mean, if you look at their roster, they have a good they have a good defense because they have AD at the rim and they have Vanderbilt at the point of attack. And they play those guys the whole game. Right? Outside of that, who on their team is really a defender you know schroeder is a you know pest at the point of attack austin reeves is a decent wing size defender delo tries sometimes but none of these dudes are like right you know you know so you look at that celtics team from the finals last year those dudes had defenders at every position like all those guys you can say are legitimate defenders the lakers don't really got that so if you move ad off the paint or you move vanderbilt anywhere they just they don't got it they don't have it so the Warriors can win out in this series. We'll see if they actually do. We know how they like to drop games and all this type of stuff, and it's just a tough ask. Yeah, but, I mean, look, winning four in a row would be a lot, and that's what I'm basically suggesting, but it's just they were so dominant tonight, and I just feel like if they can go into L.A. and have another dominant performance and then have one that's like, it's close, but you still find a way to win it out, it's like... You know, at that point, just come home and, and finish the job this time, unlike what you did with the Kings. Right. So I know that's a I know that's probably unlikely, but at a minimum, get game three. Get game three. Get game three. I don't got nothing else to add to that. <laughs> well, I don't got anything else to add, so I'm a go get my behind ready for bed because I'm tired. But guys, if the energy is a little low tonight, I'm sorry, but I'm tired. It's late on the East Coast. It'd be hard for us sometimes over here, but I am excited. We're super happy. Our dubs won in convincing fashion, looking like the champions that they are. So, you know, really, 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 really happy about the way things went tonight. Um, what's the vibes, Justin? The vibes, we were at a what? Last game, seven? Seven. We had a, we had an eight. Eight, baby, eight. We had an eight. We had an eight, son. <laughs> so, 
Anyways, guys, you know the drill. You need to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Golden Spaces Pod. You should also download, share, share it with your friends. Tell them about it. Leave a review that is positive only. Anything else? DM us. Reach out to us personally. But don't be putting it on no official review. Also, if you don't want to do a review, you can leave us a rating. Five stars only accepted. Um, But we appreciate you. And just stay positive, guys. You know, I got to believe if you're listening to our podcast, you're staying positive. Because there was a lot of worry after game one. Don't do that. Have confidence. Have confidence in the squad and who they are. They are champions. And that's real. And it means something. So... We are looking forward to game three. The series is shifting to LA. Let's go Dubs. Until next time, guys, take care.